O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, the 20th of April, 2021. Stand up for your country. Derek Chauvin, guilty. As we predicted here, and we say it with no joy, uh, he will go to prison for at least 10 years, between 10 and 15, I am predicting. He's guilty on three counts, second-degree murder, third-degree murder, manslaughter. And there was no doubt in my mind that would happen. Um, the former Minneapolis police officer made a huge mistake, and so did his attorneys, by not taking the stand and looking the jury in the eye and explaining why he did what he did to George Floyd. That was, I, I just, I always try to put myself in the position of the person I'm reporting on. I just can't imagine. And Chauvin and his lawyers had to know that with the videotape and uh, the severity of the case, it was a very slim chance of acquittal. And the only chance was for Derek Chauvin himself to try to convince the jury of his intent and his actions. But he did not. And so he is now guilty. It was a fair trial. And I applaud Judge Peter Cahill. I thought he did a very good job. But most of all, the 12 members of the jury are heroes. Yeah, imagine how hard that was to do that. Because most Americans, they don't want to destroy the life of a police officer, no matter how irresponsible. They don't want to do that. And then to look at uh, the family of George Floyd in the courtroom every day, uh, to hear the horror that was wreaked upon that man. Yes, yes, he, he was flawed. He was a drug addict. Uh, a low-level criminal, but he's a human being. Okay, he's a human being. And in our system, all life is valuable in our American system. And so uh, the trial now comes to an end. It took the jury just 10 hours to find Mr. Chauvin guilty of all three counts. He is now in prison. Bail has been revoked. Um, there will be appeal. I assume his lawyers will appeal, but... The appeal's not going to overturn it. I mean, it's just too strong a case. And his lawyers were not very good. Chauvin's lawyers really not very good. I didn't see anything there that impressed me. Now, um, the social implications of this are amazingly big for this country. So the anti-American movement sees the country as fixed against blacks and other quote-unquote marginalized groups. The fix is in. White supremacy runs the show. See, a good example of that's a lie. All right, these are 12 ordinary people who uh, were selected for this jury. They did their duty. They heard the evidence. As I said, it was a fair trial. And the police officer, the former police officer, was convicted. Uh, but again, anybody that's happy, and we just saw, and we'll run some video, so people, yay, and, and all. And I, you know, look, I understand that some people feel that the country does not treat them fairly. I, I understand that. But, but to celebrate the destruction of another human being, uh, if you're an eye for an eye person, all right. But if you're a Christian, uh, you don't do that. And um, it was distressing. I knew it was going to happen. So I got three sound bites I'm going to run you, uh, and we'll analyze the sound bites. Uh, the first one is from CNN and Van Jones. 
roll that. Well, you know, one down, many, many more to go. This is the beginning of something. This is not the end of anything. This is the beginning of something. Where is Congress? They need to act. Those chokeholds are still legal, according to the federal government. That needs to change. Uh, there's no duty to intervene from the federal government. That needs to change. Now, I don't mind Jones. He doesn't annoy me as much as some of the other far-left people. He admits he's a communist. I believe he's a self-professed communist. And what he said is, is in sync with his uh, belief system that the federal government should control everything. It's a terrible insult to state and local governments, of course. The federal government from Washington is going to tell people in Idaho and Arizona and Missouri and uh, Georgia how to run their criminal justice system. I mean, that's really insulting, but that's what Jones wants. That's what this, this crew wants. They want the federal government to run every single thing in this country. So that I'm not surprised. He was, I watched CNN more than the others because I wanted to see uh, how AT&T conducted itself, the corporate masters of, of CNN. Um, they weren't over the top terrible. Uh, MSNBC was a lot worse, and I'll play you a soundbite from there in a moment. But Jones is wrong. I mean, and, and he's been wrong every day of his life. Um, we have a country that operates in a fair manner. Not always, because nobody's perfect. This is not nirvana. But our system works. The mob rule that CNN celebrates and applauds is the exact opposite of fair. Second soundbite comes from MSNBC contributor uh, and a guy who teaches at Morgan State University, Jason Johnson. Go. But I'm not happy. I'm not pleased. I don't have any sense of satisfaction. I don't think this is a system working. I don't think this is a good thing. What this says to me is that in order to get a nominal degree of justice in this country, that a black man has to be murdered on air, viewed by the entire world, there have to be a year's worth of protests and a phalanx of other white police officers to tell one white officer that he was wrong in order to get one scintilla of justice. Oh yeah, one scintilla of justice. I've got one name for you, sir. O.J. Simpson. Was that justice? No, it was not. Simpson did it. All right. Now, this guy hates his country. And NBC has no problem piling these people up. They despise America. They believe that it's a white supremacist country, that everything is rigged, that all the money goes to the white people on the backs of the black people. It's, it's a fantasy that is so destructive and hateful, I don't even consider it. But this is what NBC News peddles every single day. Finally, let's take a listen to Judge Jeanine Pirro. Make no mistake, the facts are solid on this verdict. This verdict will be upheld on appeal. But right now, what people need to understand is that the American justice system works. It works that people believe in, in Lady Justice, that if we give it a chance, it can work. And for all those people who want to burn down streets, just let the court do its job and it will, it will survive. Now, that's a dose of common sense uh, from a woman who's been a judge and a district attorney 
who believes in the system and knows it a lot better than any so-called news analysts on CNN or MSNBC. So I think that this story, beginning with the death of George Floyd and ending with the conviction of Derek Chauvin, has been a horrible experience for everybody in this country. Nothing good here. Nothing. But our system worked thanks to the 12 regular folks who sat on that jury. That's who we should be applauding tonight. Because without the folks, without the jury system of regular people, okay, we would have mob rule in America. And the people like Waters, the congresswoman, a despicable hater, all right? And even President Biden interfering in this and I'll get to that in a little while. I mean, this is just the radical left in this country is destroying the fabric of this nation. It's destroying everything good about the United States of America. There's no question in my mind. I am not an ideologue. You guys know that. I don't take one side automatically. But the radical left is destroying this country, which is the finest country the world has ever known. And that's the truth. Now we're going to segue into another story. The reason the radical left has gained traction is the corporate media. The AT&Ts, the Comcast, the Disneys, all of these people allowing provocateurs, charlatans, and haters to litter the mass media. That is the reason we're going through this. One of the best examples of this is Bernie Goldberg, who recently left HBO, and AT&T owns HBO. Now, let's get into this story. Now, as you may know, AT&T, and I have sold all my AT&T stock. I have canceled HBO. Uh, they own HBO, AT&T through the Warner's uh, subsidiary. They own CNN. This is AT&T, all right? So they are a woke corporation. They are a far left corporation. I don't want to do business with them. Okay? I don't think they're helping America. My opinion, I'm not asking you to do it. We don't do the boycott thing here. Well, our pal Bernie Goldberg worked for HBO for 22 years, all right? He did a program called Real Sports, and he won eight Emmys. Goldberg has 14 Emmys, 11 more than I do. And that shows you the injustice in this world, that Goldberg has 11 more Emmys than I do, okay? I have three. He has 14, eight of which were gathered while he worked for HBO. But Goldberg doesn't work for them anymore, okay? So he said that he is resigning, and he quit, and there are some reasons why. So we want to know what those reasons are. Bernard Goldberg joins us now from North Carolina. He is the purveyor of a very fine website, bernardgoldberg.com. So why'd you quit? Well... There are seven correspondents on the show. You are looking at 
diversity on the show. I literally am diversity. The other six are, they range from liberal to far left. That's okay in their private lives. I have no issue with that whatsoever. And, and frankly, we all get along very well. We go in the green room before the show, we talk, we chat, we make jokes. I have no problem with any of that. But there have been occasions when I suggested stories. I'll give you one example. Jason Whitlock is a black conservative sports writer. He's a very good writer. He's a very smart guy. He's a very serious thinker. I said, why don't we do a profile on Jason Whitlock? This is a, a serious sports show that we do. He'd be perfect for it. No, they wouldn't do it either because Brian Gumbel, who I have no personal issue with, I want to make that clear, either because Brian Gumbel uh, said no to the story or the producers uh, probably in, in this case, the producers were afraid to take it to Brian Gumbel because they knew he would nix the story. There are other examples like that. Again, I have no problem with anybody's personal politics, but when it intrudes on the integrity of journalism, I have a problem. I had had enough. I said, that's it. I'm gone. And I left. And, uh, All right. This is the what, what, what about the transgender story you did uh, in September? That was, uh, I don't know if it's controversial. It never ran, right? That transgender story never ran, did it? Let me speak about that. That's, that's important. Okay. That, that transgender story was an example of down the middle, both sides of the story, nuanced, fair play, journalism. Brian Gumbel had no issue with it. The executive producer of the show had no issue with it. The evening before the piece was supposed to air, one of the characters in the piece, a main character in the piece, a transgender a woman who was a, a, a track, she ran long distance track, said, I changed my mind. I don't want you to run it. And we're going to uh, sue you if you run it. There was no grounds for a lawsuit, but cowardice, first time I'm saying this, cowardice led the people who run the show to say, we don't want to run this because this might cause us trouble. One person said, ready for this, Bill? It, we may have a hashtag campaign against us. And I'm thinking 17 and 18 year olds stormed the beach at Normandy when Germans were firing machine gun bullets at them. And these guys are worried about a hashtag campaign because the transgender community decided they didn't want us to run the story. Uh, the story I'm telling you was down the middle. It was as fair as anything I've ever done in my long career. And it, and it never ran, right? Nope. They told me at the time, we're just postponing it, presumably for one month, but they killed it. All right. Okay. Now, for people who didn't know uh, real sports, I want to run a clip. And this is the last appearance you made on HBO. It was a year-ender in December with the whole crew there. Roll it. If I have to watch every word I say, because if I say the wrong word, I might get canceled. That's a very bad thing 
for America. It certainly would be a bad thing for me. And we all in the news business ought to be very, very concerned about the cancel culture in the world of sports and outside the world of sports. I don't disagree with you. I think we're all concerned about it. We all feel like we're doing a high wire act every time we say something that's going to go out on the airwaves. It is what it is. It is what it is. What is he talking about? Number one, it's a cliche. It is what it is. What? You're either a reporter and you do an honest job or you're not. Am let I crazy? The, let me give you the background on that because that was, he. I'll give him one cheer for saying that it's a bad thing, but only one cheer, not, not three cheers. I said the play-by-play announcer for the Sacramento Kings basketball team in the NBA was asked by a former player on the team, what do you think of the Black Lives Matter movement? And he tweeted, he's exactly what he tweeted, all lives matter. All lives matter. That's what he said. And he lost his job for that. Yeah. Now, I'm, I wasn't asking Brian about the sensitivity of what he said, the timing of what he said. My question to Brian Gumble was, do you think he should have lost his job over that? And Brian Gumble, who has an opinion about everything, said, I can't say. And I'm thinking, you can't say whether a person who tweeted all lives matter should lose his job. I can say he should not lose his job. We can have a discussion about whether he should have tweeted that right after George Floyd's death, whether it was sensitive, insensitive, how some people might take it. That's all I'm all for an honest discussion about almost anything. But to lose your job over that? And, and the Brian, guy didn't sue. Oh, I, I would have sued had I been that broadcaster. He didn't sue. He should have um, because there's no grounds for him being fired. Last question for you. HBO is the home of Bill Maher. Oliver, he's on HBO, right? I never watch him, but he's, he's on HBO, right? Yeah. John Oliver, the, the British guy, nasty guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they in business now, home box office, HBO, are they in business to promote ideology? Is that what they're trying to do in this organization? Ideo- the, the ideology of HBO, even before AT&T took over, was left, left wing. No question about it. As a matter of fact, on real sports, the way this whole thing got blown up is I said sports used to be the place where most Americans went to get away from the daily barrage of partisan politics. That statement, Bill, was deemed controversial by my colleagues on the show. They said, those days are over with. Those days are over with. I said, that's fine. And you know what? You're going to pay a price in ratings. So even even the world of sports and sports journalism at HBO, at ESPN, at almost every place, even the world of sports journalism is infected with a left of center perspective and bias. And you they're losing their audience. And Mars almost down yeah. on his first run below a million. ESPN is totally blown up. If they didn't have the NFL, they'd be off the air. Uh, and HBO, I don't know anybody who watches HBO anymore. Um, because it does seem to me that this organization is simply in business to promote a left-wing ideology. Last word. Yeah, this is what I say, and I've said it on my website, that athletes, as long as their team and the league allows it, allows it, have rights. They have a right to take a knee. 
They have a right to stay in the locker room during the national anthem. They have a right to talk about racism being everywhere. Racism is everywhere, as a National Hockey League player put it. They have all those rights. And you know who else has rights? The fans have rights. The fans have rights to say, I didn't tune in to a baseball game or a hockey game or a basketball game or a football game to get a lecture on what a crummy country the United States of America is. Because I don't believe it is a crummy country. And, and most, a lot of Americans who watch sports don't believe it is. And that's one of the reasons ratings are down. And I, for one, couldn't be happier. All right. Well, next time you're on, we have to talk about this Emmy scandal where you are, uh, you know, 11 Emmys ahead of me, which is, I, I mean, I, I have no idea. Also, I want to tell everybody, now that Goldberg doesn't have the HBO gig, you know, we don't want him to be evicted from his mansion. So you've got to go to BernardGoldberg.com and sign up because you got to help him. I, I mean, you know, come on. And thank, and thank those of your viewers, the many of them, who have done just that. Thank you. Okay. All right, Bernie. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, there is a backlash, as Bernie just mentioned, against uh, certain television uh, networks, CNN, uh, their total day, that means sign off to sign on, they're on all 24 hours, they are down 57% since January, 57. In prime time, they're down 62%. This, this is a catastrophe to lose that many viewers. The other real far left enterprise uh, that I'm tracking is Colbert on CBS, the late night show. He's off 30% since January. So he's hemorrhaging viewers along with CNN. This is the backlash, all right, that's coming. Now, Donald Trump boosted all the cable news operations for four years. When I left four years ago, Trump took my place. And, and the viewership stayed robust because of him. Now that he's not there, you're seeing whoop, like that. Okay, uh, you know Project Veritas, James O'Keefe runs it. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions. So Twitter has banned Mr. O'Keefe. He is suing Twitter. Uh, they banned him on April 15th, and yesterday he filed suit in uh, Westchester County, New York, uh, for defamation against Twitter. 
that will be an interesting case. We will follow it. Mike Lindell, my pillow, he is suing, filed again yesterday, same day that O'Keefe did. He filed in Minnesota against Dominion, those are the voting machine people, who are suing Lindell. All right. So he's suing them uh, for a million and a half, uh, saying that uh, they defamed him. Uh, and that will be interesting as well. Because all of these things, if they are not settled, go to what they call discovery, where under oath people have to testify about what they did and did not do. So we'll follow both of those cases. In Los Angeles, the far-left mayor, Eric Garcetti, says he is going to send money to poor families. All right, 2,000 L.A. area families are going to receive $24 million of taxpayer money. Uh, the checks will be 1000 a month, um, and they will go because this is one of the socialistic uh, tenets that you give people money, but not a lot of money, all right? You give them some money, not a lot to prosper. But here's something interesting. This goes against my, um, my philosophy of self-reliance the government to send poor people money. I don't mind the safety nets, the food stamps. I think we need subsidized housing in some cases for children. I don't mind any of that. I mean, I think it has to be responsibly done. But just sending people money when you don't track it, nobody in L.A. is going to follow up on how the money's spent. So if you're a drug addict and you can't make a living, an alcoholic, or you won't work, you refuse to work for whatever reason, nobody's going to track that. They'll just send you the money. Okay, but there was a study done um, in Stockton, California, which does the same thing on a lesser level. Now, the study is uh, done by the University of Pennsylvania, which is a left-wing school. I'm not sure about the reliability of the study, but it said that the direct payments made by the Stockton government helped the poor people and that did not discourage work. Okay, I'd like to, I'm going to check the study out, but I don't believe that we should have socialism in America. I think the poor have to be supported through educational programs and things like that. Subsidies to keep people healthy, yes. But sending them money, that's not going to solve the poverty problem. All right, Joe Biden scheduled today at 11.15. He met with the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. All right. And that's what he did. And then at 2.45, after a lavish lunch, he did a virtual tour, which means he sat in the White House, of the Proterra Electric Battery Facility in South Carolina. That's it. And then, of course, he made the uh, statement that he hopes uh, Derek Chauvin is convicted in Minneapolis. That's what Joe Biden did today. Um, yesterday, Mr. Biden ordered that um, ICE and uh, the Border Patrol can no longer say the words illegal alien. <laughs> so if you work for the federal agencies, you can't say that anymore. You have to say undocumented non-citizen or undocumented individual. This is the President of the United States issuing this. So you can't say illegal alien. Anything. More PC madness, 
Um, he is, Joe Biden, the most leftist president in the history of this country. Okay, Governor Cuomo in New York, new poll, Siena College, um, favorable job approval, 40%, unfavorable, 52%. This is just in New York. All right, Democrats still love them, 56%. Unfavorable Democrats, 37 You know, I mean, if you want to be a brainwashed zombie, okay, but really. Republicans, they despise them. Unfavorable, 80. Favorable, 20. But here's the key. Independent New Yorkers, unfavorable, 55. Favorable, 29. So Andrew Cuomo is pretty much done as a politician. He's not going to resign, I don't believe. Now, there's another criminal investigation run by the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, who wants Cuomo's job into his book, all right, that no one bought. So apparently the charge is that Cuomo ordered his employees being paid for by taxpayers, all right, to research the book. Uh, Cuomo says he, they volunteered. <laughs> so that's another investigation against Andrew Cuomo. So you need a job? I got a job for you. You ready? It's in California. Now, a lot of people don't want to go there, but it's still a beautiful state with a great climate. So this is at the University of California, Berkeley. They are looking to hire a wellness and environmental justice coordinator. Now, I'm going to apply. All right. Wellness and environmental justice. I, you know, I told you I don't eat sugar anymore. So wellness is big. All right here. Environmental justice. I'm pro environment all day long. So I should get hired like that. So the job says the person hired will run environmentally focused student programs, such as meetups with Bay Area, QT Plus, and BIPOC. I don't know what BIPOC is. Climate activists. Climate healing circles. Climate healing circles. That sounds really good, right? And wellness collaboration days. So I got to organize that if they, if they, I can do it. I can, I can organize a climate healing circle. I can. The job pays 25 bucks an hour. Okay. So you can run up a pretty good tab on that. So you apply to Dan Mogoloff, the vice chancellor for executive communications at the University of California, Berkeley, if you would like to be the wellness and environmental justice coordinator. Stay in history, April 20th, 1871, another example of white supremacy. All right. It's 150 years ago today. President U.S. Grant, all right, signed the Civil Rights Act of 1871, known as the Third Enforcement Act. Okay. So there's Grant. Got to be a white supremacist. I mean, look at that. So what did the Civil Rights Act do? It allowed Grant to send the federal army to destroy the Ku Klux Klan. Talk about white supremacy, right? Okay. It also gave Grant the power to suspend habeas corpus in trying to track down Klan members who were terrorizing the South in 1871. So between 1865 and 71, after the Civil War, the Ku Klux Klan ran wild. 
down south, abusing black Americans who were emancipated and anyone who sympathized with them. So Grant sent the troops down and they kicked the KKK's butt and they stopped it. Okay, white supremacy. There you go. And that happened 150 years ago today. Now, sadly, uh, years later, the Supreme Court ruled that the federal government did not have the power to send federal troops on local matters. Okay, and so the Klan rose again in early 20th century and the FBI finally destroyed it decades later. I thought that was interesting. So we got a good mail segment and a good final thought about racism. Are you a racist? I mean, I've been accused of that. Maxine Waters accused me of being a racist. So we'll talk about that in a final thought right back. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by faith. All right, let's get to some mail. Brian Mason Brink, Neptune Beach, Florida. Bill, I believe you are close on the race issue, but I don't think you went far enough. I think it's completely media-driven because I don't think there's a race problem in this country. There is a race problem in the country, so I disagree with you, Brian. Respectfully disagree. Um, the majority of people aren't racist, and they don't have animus toward people of a different skin color. But there is a healthy majority, about 20% maybe, that do. And I'll get to that in the final thought. Stephen Will, Mission Viejo, California. As I understand, while in the White House, um, Maxine Waters can speak her mind with impunity. All right, while in the House, not the White House. She can speak her mind in the House. Now that she's traveling to Minnesota and speaks the same hate, can she be held accountable for inciting violence? She can be impeached in the House, but it's not going to happen, but she could be. Uh, if it were Republican, as pointed out, it would happen. Paul Butko, Sarasota, Florida. Maxine Waters has already declared Officer Chauvin guilty, and they call this justice. She holds an office. She represents America. She doesn't really represent America. She represents her district in California. Um, on the message board, FSH. Come on, Bill. Maxine Waters isn't inciting. Of course she was. She needs to be expelled from Congress. So we went over this. And if you have a beef, if you still don't understand my reasoning and the language has to be precise in these things, write me another message board and I'll read it tomorrow. Uh, Alice, I totally disagree with you, Bill. Ms. Waters bluntly stated that the verdict must be guilty for Mr. Chauvin or there would be riots. She didn't say that. Again, precise, precise, precise. Tanya. Bill, your column about victimization is spot on. My family came here from the Soviet Union when I was 19. We didn't have any money. All three of us worked from day one. My father had the hardest job, often up to 16 hours a day. We never complained, never expected stuff. And we are most grateful to this country for the opportunity it gave us. Excellent letter, Tanya. We are all glad you are here. Myrna. About the column you wrote on victims, people make choices, and those choices lead to mostly predictable results. We are responsible for life outcomes. 
I'm not sure what it takes to make people understand this. Good parents help, good educators help, but each person has to realize I am the person who decides my life. Excellent letter, Myrna. Excellent letter. Georgia, the only good part of the Sunday morning CBS show is the last minute where they do nature clips. And I don't watch 60 Minutes any longer because at my age, I need every minute I can get. <laughs> Come on, Georgia, you're going to hang tough for a while. I know it. Adele Watras, Yelm, Washington. My dad was a graduate of Fordham, and it made me smile to hear your story about lunch. Well, I had a great lunch on Sunday with the Fordham students. Kathleen Lejac, Darian, Connecticut. I was happy and touched to hear about your lunch with the Fordham graduates. One of my sons, his father passed on 9-11, is a graduate of Fordham, and his closest friends are all fellow graduates, and each and every one of them are hardworking, fine men. Number one, Kathleen, I'm very, very sorry about your husband on 9-11. I, I just want to send that all. We still think about them every day. All right, so... Uh, I gave you this strategy yesterday, and a lot of people responded to it. I want to do it again, if you don't mind. Mother's and Father's Day coming up. The best gift you can give mom, dad, grandfather, grandmother, is a premium or concierge membership to BillOReilly.com. If they are engaged in this country, if they love this country, if they're worried about this country, that's the best gift you can give. Because you know what we do here every day. Now, if you do become uh, a member or give membership as a gift, you get a free copy of Killing the Mob or any of my other Killing books. So this is a fabulous deal, Killing Mob, two weeks from today. And also, if you uh, order it in advance on BillOReilly.com, you get it first. Now, on the radio today, Mark Simone said that this is my best Killing book. All right, so I'm glad he read it, and I hope that's true. We want to make each book better. Word of the day, no cacophony. I love that word when writing to us. Okay, I got a final thought on the racist deal, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so racism in America is real. Um, there are haters on both sides of the equation. The skin color, every skin color has haters everyone. Now, it's easy to hate or easier to hate when you're not doing well and you find a common thread that the haters are usually unhappy people, unhappy with their lives. That's a very, very common thread. So if you're unhappy and you feel that, that you're getting a bad shake and all of that, it's tough to love under those circumstances. And that was a big message of Jesus of Nazareth. Even when you're down and you get nailed to the cross, you still have compassion, as he did, even when he was being executed. But it's a lot easier to be a hater when life is a struggle, all right? And that's what we are seeing in America. 
I know this to be true. No matter what color you are, if you do what is necessary to succeed in the marketplace, you will have a good life in this country. What is necessary? You have to get educated. If you're in a bad school, you got to do it on your own. Okay, you got to read, you got to try, you got to go to the library. If the school is terrible, you got to do it. And millions of people have done that. All right. If you're in a poor neighborhood, you can get out, but you become educated or you become skillful. God has given every one of us, this is why I believe in God, a skill, talent. Every human being on earth is born with a talent. If there were no God, there would be some human beings that had nothing going for them. But that's not true. Even the autistic and the people who are born with disabilities all have talent. You find out what your talent is, and you should know by the time you're 12, you develop that talent and you bring it to the marketplace. Okay? You will be rewarded economically for that in this society, in the capitalistic society. In the socialist society, you will not. There, everybody gets the same. The government tells you what that same is. You don't want to live under that. Those Cuban people, they're not happy over there. Those people in China like to get the hell out. Why do you think millions of people want to come here? So this race business, this white supremacy, it's all a lie, a big con, driven by Black Lives Matter and other organizations to create instability. They want to blow up our system, pit one American against the other. Black against white, straight against gay. You can see it, but many people aren't smart enough to understand it. There is racism in this country, and it is unacceptable. I won't deal with anybody who says a racist thing. That's it. Everybody knows that. So they don't say it around me. And I was that way when I was 10. It just makes me sick. And on the other side, on the minority side, you don't have an excuse to be a racist, Maxine Waters. I'm not calling you a racist because I don't know you. But your behavior is, as the judge said, abhorrent. I thank you for watching us tonight. I hope you respect this broadcast and we will see you tomorrow.